Heavy Cardboard is brought to you by the great folks over at Gamesurplus.com, bringing the world of board games to you. Hey everybody, it's Amanda. So, Edward's been pretty sick since Gen Con, basically, and it's kind of gone off and on, and it's been pretty bad this last week or so, so I thought I would sit down and do it Ask the Elephant by myself. He was live broadcast on YouTube yesterday, Wednesday, and here it is for you guys to listen to. If you'd like to see me do it, go to youtube.com forward slash heavy cardboard vids. See you guys later. Bye. Big thank you to our sponsor, BoardGameTables.com. If you're in the market for a customized, one-of-a-kind board game table, go check them out, boardgametables.com. Hi, it's just me over here. So, um, yeah, so I thought that I would do an Ask the Elephant because I'd never really, I've never done one by myself, and Edward's been so sick and everything, I thought that it might be good for me to just kind of, you know, take the reins over a little bit and handle this myself for once. So, all right, so I have some questions that were pre-asked to me, um, so I'll go with those for at least a little bit till we start getting questions and stuff. Oh, there went Asher. <laughs> he was here for moral support when I first started. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Uh, in, in our Slack channel, we had quite a few people ask questions. So the first one was um, from Giovanni. He asked quite a few questions. Gio wants to know if, first of all, if Edward snores loudly, and no, um, only whenever he's really sick or, like, extremely tired. Me, on the other hand, oh, yeah, bad, and I feel bad for Edward, <laughs> but he says I snore really, really bad, so, but, you know, I will say that he hasn't actually recorded me, so it's just going off of what he says, and I don't know whether to believe him or not, so... We'll see. What movies and TV series do I like? I love The Godfather, parts one and two. That's my all-time favorite movie. Um, I like the Star Wars movies, not one through three, but four through seven. I And um, Sicario is an absolutely amazing movie. Um, it has Benicio Del Toro in it and Emily Blunt and um, one other guy, I can't think of his name, but it's about a drug cartel in, in Mexico and the DEA trying to fight it. It is amazing. Now for TV, let's see. Um, Friends was my all-time favorite. Um, the West Wing, I can watch that show from top to bottom at any point, at any time. Whenever Aaron Sorkin left, it kind of went a little off the rails, but those first few seasons with him on it, perfect. Perfect TV. Orphan Black, that's a BBC America show, and it's unbelievable. We are a couple seasons behind, but I just, it's its an incredible show. So I would highly recommend that. Um, Game of Thrones, obviously, that's, everybody loves that. I loved the books. I love the way that they've been able to bring that to life on HBO. And um, there's a, it's a, I want to say it's an Irish show or Northern Ireland show called The Fall. It's Gillian Anderson and um, another guy, <laughs> Gio, the guy that plays um, um, in Fifty Shades of Grey, the gray guy, he's in The Fall and he's a serial killer and Gillian Anderson is trying to find him. And I think it's in its third season now. You can get it on Netflix. It's 
so good. Um, Gia wanted to know if I have any tattoos. Yes, I have two of them. One is on my wrist right here. It's in Hebrew. It says, my beloved is mine and I am his. It is from the Song of Solomon. And then I have another one on my belly that I'm not going to show you. That's the kanji symbol for strength. I don't know if I'm going to get any more. Um, they hurt really bad. And I just don't know. I haven't decided yet. I go, I, I go from days where I really want like a full sleeve and then other days where I'm like, eh, I don't know. What am I looking forward to most at Essen? I would have to say just the halls and just seeing the mag the magnitude of it because Edward has kind of talked it up a lot and I just I can't wait to see the absolute just the vastness of the halls and, and everything um, and the food of course the meeting meeting people I'm not I will, I'll go into it a little bit later in some other questions but I'm not exactly the most open person. I'm not the most outgoing person, um, but meeting our listeners is amazing. And it makes me feel incredible to know that we're touching that many lives. And so that that is another thing that I'm really looking forward to. And Gio wanted to know if I would sing for you guys. Um, Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what should I sing? You guys should put it in the chat and I will see what you, think, you guys think. Uh, Jorik wants to know, what's the one game you want to revisit and live stream? It would have to be one that I'm not, I wasn't in in the first place. And seeing as Through the Ages is my all-time favorite game, I definitely would like to be in one of those. Just if, Even if it's just me and Edward playing it, I think that would be a lot of fun. And I really, I mean, I can go back and play games that I've already played on the live stream, but I don't really care. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a big deal one way or the other. Benjamin asks, what's a game that I love to play, but no, Edward doesn't and only plays with you because he knows I like it. Dominion. He is, um, get it coming around a little bit on deck builders, but I definitely like them a lot more than he does. And that's, that's definitely, <laughs> he plays that just because he loves me. What is my, uh, James wants to know, what's my favorite not heavy game? Hmm. Probably Time's Up, Title Recall. This It's one of those games that you just, it's just a party game that you play at the end of the night or at a con at the end of the night, and it's it's just a blast. There is a guy at BGG Con. His name is James, but we call him The Stance because he <laughs> goes into this, like, runner's pose, ready to go right before he starts doing all the all the questions and everything and it's absolutely hysterical so anytime he comes in he's like we're like oh the stance is here and it's awesome so hopefully he can come to heavy con one day and we will have the stance at heavy con and uh bobby yeah through the ages just me and, and edward yeah i think i mean either that or one more player i will not play that four players ever but because it, yeah that's just too much but me and him or me him and one other person absolutely David Roy says, do I play any other deck builders other than Dominion? If so, what is my favorite? I really don't. Um, mainly, honestly, because Edward's not that big into them, so I don't feel the need to buy them, you know, and have them around if he's not really going to play them, because that doesn't really seem fair or fun. Um, 
so I don't really have anything else that comes to mind anyway. Ryan, hi Ryan, have I played Mintworks anymore? We have actually, we played it the next night with Matt and it's it's such a cool little game. It's, yeah, I can't wait. It's for his next, the next one up or whatever. It's gonna be cool. Dave asks, do I have any interest in playing campaign style games, Legacy or no, doesn't matter. Um, Bobby's right, we played Risk Legacy and I actually won the very first game of it. <laughs> I like the the ability to rip stuff up and change stuff and write on the board and you know do all the things you're not supposed to do. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, James says try Star Realms. Actually, yeah, that is a game I played on the iPad. I haven't played it. Um, I think we have it, but I haven't played it like you know card form. We also have um, like Fifty First State and all of those expansions and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I I would like to play them more. Just it's hard when. We have so much to do for the show, and then it's not something that Edward's truly keen on. You know, it, it makes it difficult. Nick says, do I have a game theme or game mechanic that I absolutely love? My favorite game mechanics are worker placement and um, pick up and deliver. Those are my two favorite types of, of game, of, um, of mechanics for games. As for theme... Theme shmeme, I don't really care. Um, I'll play a game about whatever. It do that doesn't matter to me. The mechanics are where the game is. Oh, I didn't even think about Tramways being a deck builder, but I guess it is. See, to me, a deck builder is just cards, like no board or anything. That's just, I'm sure, a me thing, but... Have I played... Dave wants to know if I've played Russian Railroads. If yes, with or without expansions. I have played Russian Railroads a long time ago. Um, we played it a few more times, but not recent, not anything recently. And I haven't played with any of the expansions. It was right whenever it first came out, and it was just the base game. Benjamin says, in verse of my previous question, something I play but don't love only because Edward likes it. Hmm. That's a good one. Not really, because... I think it's more like he doesn't want me to, like he doesn't want me to be miserable while I'm playing a game. There are definitely, there are times when I will play a game because we need to and I don't want to, but I can't think of a, of a game where I'm like, okay, I'll play it because he likes it. That just, and that's funny because the inverse is that he will play a game that he doesn't really like for me, but he doesn't see it that way, so... Marlon says, so now Edward isn't watching. In what game did you beat his and gave me the most satisfaction. <laughs> Anytime I can beat Edward in a game in general is awesome. At WBC, we play, we were playing Battle Line because we were going to be in the tournament for it. And we wanted to kind of brush up a little bit and play it. And I was able to kind of stealthily play a bunch of different cards out only that would allow me to prove he couldn't win one of the, one of the sections, one of the battles. And that made me win the game. And that was awesome because he didn't see it coming at all it was fantastic it was so great geo says i love that you're doing this amanda you're the face of hct well thank you it's um i don't know i don't really know if i feel that way but i mean i kind of do but it's weird i don't know okay so let's go to some of the questions um jork says oh i asked that already and then he also wants to know my musical tastes um i really like anything currently my favorite artists are Halsey, Lorena, uh, um, Lorna Del Rey, and The Weeknd. So, um, of course, you know, Lust for Life is like God, because it's two of my favorite people on the planet singing together. So, 
Yes. All right. Um, that is a long one. Ryan asked about uh, mental illness. He suffers from OCD and um, he says, as someone who suffers from a mental illness in media, I'm sure you deal with a lot of misconceptions regarding mental illness and to be honest, a lot of ignorance. And I, my, my mental illness is such that not many people know about it or know what it is or understand what it is. And those that do, do. Like either they have it or they have a family member that has it. So the, I really haven't, honestly, thankfully, haven't come across anybody rude. I've only had um, love and understanding and kindness and people coming up and thanking me for speaking out, which I don't really feel like it wasn't something that I did to like get attention, quote unquote, or anything like that. I just wanted people to know that you're not alone. Like, yeah, I may look normal, but up here isn't always normal. Um, I have good days and I have bad days. Um, I can go from happy-go-lucky, jolly, everything's fantastic to one look from somebody and then all of a sudden I'm lower than low. It's the worst day ever. Nothing's ever going to change. Everything's always going to be awful. Um, so I can change the, the flip of a coin. Um, and, you know, people can tell me, say the exact same thing to me in the exact same words, like verbatim, one day and I'll be fine. The next day, it destroys me. It just, it just depends on my overall mental state, which I have to keep that balanced and I have to keep that up. And I do that by, I do yoga, I do meditation, I do mindfulness, I do affirmations, I do things like that to try to keep myself centered. And if I can tell whenever I don't do that because it, things get bad. That's just, things just get bad. Um... Yeah. So Bev says, how do you maintain your sanity working at what is essentially three full-time jobs? <laughs> um, she says, uh, podcast host, editor, raising a husband, and whatever shenanigans you get up to at the doctor's office. <laughs> what do you do to wind down? Um, I plan. I watch Plan With Me videos. I make stickers. I look at Instagram at different people's spreads. I look at planners. I just that's my happy place. That's where I go to unwind and where I go to, um, just get lost. And that's, that's, that's just, that's what I do. That's what I do. How have I grown as a gamer since I started the podcast? I've become more analytical. I've become more digging into why things are good or bad instead of just, Ugh, you know, and, and moving on. I am able to, you know, like pull the good parts and pull the bad parts as well and still be able to ex say that it's a good game or pull the good stuff from a bad game. You know, just I've just become, like I said, more analytical. Ryan said, haven't seen much by any mental health questions. So how, can you talk about how gaming at all has been a help in this real issue, the ability to get away in gaming? Not really for me because my illness is such that, like I went into a little bit ago, it depends on my overall well-being. It goes into my overall state of, a of you know, my brain. So, and BPD isn't something you can medicate. It's just, you have to just deal with it. And so, um, if I'm in a bad spot, I just don't play anything because 
it can be, you know, just a flippant comment will just send me spiraling down. So it's better for me to just kind of be alone or just be with Edward or just be with my family, Matt and Dana, and just chilling. It's better to just do that because if I'm down already, nothing good comes from them. And I can't, so I can't really get lost in games because, because of that, because of where my brain goes which sucks, but that's just what I live with. Various groups are more or less interesting under various circumstances and with various games. So what are my favorite game slash player combos and why? My favorite combos are playing a brutal game with people that don't mind being brutalized and brutalizing back because there's really nothing worse than playing a game with somebody that as soon as you rust their two train, they start pouting. I'm like, I don't, you know, that's just kind of a, a downer, you know, like, I don't want to play a game with you if you're going to pout the whole time. That's not fun for anybody. And I used to be one of those people. I've just gotten past it, luckily, but yeah, just not fun. <laughs> um, so the example I wanted to give was I was playing a game. We were playing Maria, me, Ash, and Brian were playing Maria. And Ash was holding a totally normal conversation with me about our mutual love for pens and all things stationary while he was destroying my line of troops. And so that point right there, like a, like a puzzle piece flew down and fit inside. <clears throat> and it was like, oh, okay. I think that was one of the things that really helped me kind of get past being upset about hurting someone because I'm not. I'm hurting their position in the game. I'm not hurting them. Just because I, just because Ash was destroying my troops didn't mean he didn't like me anymore. And that's how it used to be, how I used to feel about stuff was, well, I can't do X, Y, and Z because then they'll think I'm mad at them or whatever. And that, that has literally nothing to do with it. Will Beckley asks, have y'all played Napoleon's Triumph yet? No, we haven't. Um, I know we have it, but we haven't played it. Fantasy game and player combo. I don't really have a game that I would like to, but I would love to just sit down and play a game with Vital Lacerda because I haven't gotten to yet. Um, we've kind of hung out a little bit and chatted and stuff, but I really would like to sit down and play a game with him and Edward. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one of his games. It can be whatever. Um, my other bucket list that's been checked off was playing a game with Jeroen Dalman from Splatter. We played a, we've played a few games together now, but... The very first game I played with him was Southern Rails, a winsome game, and I beat him, and that was awesome. <laughs> Camille says, hi, Amanda. I remember when Edward promised you to play Eclipse together? Because I remember. Yeah, and it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> James says, there's a guy in my game group who loses every single time. I mean, last place every time. What would you do? Well, since that happens to me a lot of the time, it's you have to get past that. You have to get to a point that, oh, good call, Jason. Yes, brass with it all. Um, you have to get past the point of caring because you have to just be there to play the game, to hang out with your friends, to hang out with people, to talk, to have fun, to maybe learn something to where you can be better next time. Um, because there was a point early in our, uh, in our playing games time when literally Edward won every single game by multiples of dozens of points. <laughs> times and it got to the point where I 
Um, it, I remember specifically it was Factory Fun. We were playing it on a Saturday afternoon, and he destroyed me. And I just got up and cried and left and didn't talk for, like, the rest of the day because, well, thanks, Brad. Um, it just, yeah, I... I was so upset and so mad at myself for never being able to win. And I didn't want my inability to deal with losing to interfere with spending time with the with people that I love, with playing games that I wanted to play. I didn't want that to be the 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 wall that I had to beat up against every every single time I played a game. So I finally just got to the point where I threw my hands up and I was like, "You know what?" If I lose, I lose. If I play, if I win, I win. I don't care. I just want to play the game and have fun. Matthias asks, looking forward to SN. Y'all, I am so excited. Bobby says, what is your favorite 18xx game so far? I'd have to say 18 Arden is my favorite, followed right behind with 18 Dixie. Both of those are awesome. 1822, of course, is amazing too, uh, but I think those would be my top three. Kevin wants to know, are you guys game store owners or do you guys just do this out of your home? Just out of our home. We have um, a gaming library in our basement that houses all of our games. And then we have our studio up here. But no, we don't own a game store. Uh, Bev says, does that give me a greater appreciation of games I may not have dug on my first plays? Or the opposite, perhaps, being more analytical. I don't really, I personally, unless I, I just do not like a game, I won't give my best, I won't give it you know, the toss until I played it at least twice or three times because it can depend on, again, my mood. It can depend on the vibe I was getting from everybody else or I was just grumpy that day and everything sucked and that game was stupid. It just, it depends. Um, so that's why I will never, rarely ever, shouldn't say never, but rarely ever will play a game once and not ever want to play it again. That has happened. Um, listen to our last episode for one, but that <laughs> doesn't happen too terribly often. Uh, happy Mr. Dave says, am I interested in the upcoming new pandemic game that Yeroon co-designed? Yes, because of that fact. Um, we met Matt Leacock at BGG Con and, you know, meeting the designer is weird. It always kind of makes you want to play their games more. I don't know if everybody's like that, but that's how I am. So, but I'm, I just, I don't really like co-ops. But it, anything that Yeroon Dalman touches, I'm going to play. So if he um, if he helped design that game, absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, okay, let's go back to the ones I already have. So what is my Desert Island game? Okay, <clears throat> this would have to be a game that has multiple paths to victory, that has lots of expansions that can be played, that I have to have all the expansions. That... Um, it can't be something that after two or three plays, I'm done with, obviously, because it's the only thing I have. Oh, Randall, thank you. Bye. Have fun at work. Or no, at the lake. Hey, now. Good job. Fun. Um, anyway, so I would say Agricola, but the caveat is I have to have all the expansions and all of the decks um, and the little pieces, you know, that you can get from wherever that changes from just the discs to being the things you know like the wheat and stuff because you know that's just cute and I'm a girl so whatever um but <laughs> so yeah I think it, I think it would definitely be Agricola for my Desert Island game 
Dean says, I've spoken about having anxiety speaking to hundreds of th- or thousands of listeners. I know you've mentioned that one of one trick I use to focus is just like it's a conversation with Edward, which right now isn't working because he's not in here. So, Eek. Uh, <laughs> so he wants to know, how do I manage cons and meeting dozens of or hundreds of people lately? So a lot of bathroom breaks. I will disappear um, and be in the bathroom because it's a good place to hide, a good place to... Uh, it's quiet. I can get on my phone and play on it for a little bit and just kind of reset. But if I'm surrounded by people that I'm comfortable with, that will definitely help me. Um, like at Origins, I was at the Capstone booth. I had Edward. I had Clay. I had Megan. I had Ryan. I had Josh. I had everybody, or I'm sorry, Justin. I had everybody right there and I was comfortable with everybody. So that kind of gave me a bit of a boost and helped me, you know, and I mean, like Tommy and Raven were there from Meeple Realty and Brandon from Brawling Brothers and Travis and, you know, and Brad and Amanda. And I just, I had all of these people that I knew that were there and that, that helps me. That helps me be able to deal with it. I don't know why, just, I guess, just the support. Um, Kevin wants to know about Arkham Horror. We had Arkham Horror and we sold it. Um, No, I just, I don't, I don't really like co-ops, so I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not the biggest on Cthulhu, um, just any Lovecraft stuff, I'm not the biggest fan of, so that, yes, theme shmeem, but if it's a theme you really don't like, that kind of, you know, kind of hinders things a little bit. What are a couple of games I always look forward to playing? Castles of Burgundy and, um, Through the Ages would definitely be. My two, because I always want to play those games, so I'm always game for them. Camille says, do you feel you've narrowed the skill slash experience gap playing with Edward? I've lost my first game to my fiance the other day, and I couldn't be happier. (laughs) Um, In some games, sure, but there are still games that I feel like I'll never beat that man in, and that's okay. As long as I'm doing better every time, that's really honestly all I care about. Hi, Ian. Thank you for coming. Um, I'm pretty sure they started gaming at the same time. Yeah, we did. Um, but, I mean, he he's a lot more analytical and a lot more brainy than I am. So, that definitely helps him with games, I feel. Um, there's certain... I mean, you know, I'm smart. I've got a high IQ. But there are definitely things that I don't get that he does and vice versa. What's a game I'm interested in playing but doesn't exist yet? In other words, is there a game in my head I'd like to see sometime? No, because I don't want to design games. <laughs> so I don't like walk around with ideas in my head or anything like that. Kevin says, I just bought Through the Ages because of you guys. It's in the mail. Yay! I had seen some reviews that just badmouthed it, but watching you guys play with excitement changed my mind. Good. It's a good game. It's so good. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. I'm so glad that you got it because it's one of my favorites. So, but yeah, like Brad said, don't play it with four. Oh my God, it can take like nine, ten hours. And no, there's no reason for it. Just the AP can get bad late game. Oh my gosh. So yeah, don't play it with four. Two or three, aces. What drives me is another question Dean had. Um, my want of success. Um, I want heavy cardboard in general to be... I want it to be... 
the place where you go for board gaming content. I want it to go places that nothing else has. And I want, and it has to start here. You know, it has, we're, we're bigger now than I ever thought we would be, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I want more. I want it to be bigger. I want it to be better. And by my drive to learn software more, to learn different things, to learn how to do different things, to how to edit better, how to do all of those things. I can, no matter where I am, I can always do better. I can always be better. And we both can, the show can. So that's what drives me is the want to make it better. That's what gets me through whenever I'm still up at midnight after getting up at 4 a.m. And I'm still working on stuff. I'm still editing. I'm still making an intro. I'm still doing stuff. That's what drives me. That's what keeps me going. Ian says, is there a game that immediately jumped out at you based on its theme alone? I don't know. I really don't. The only thing that really comes to, like, jumps to mind, it wasn't really a, I guess it was a theme, but Cavum because of mining for gems and blowing stuff up. That's always fun. Amanda's dream game, roads and more boats. Yes. Oh, good. Dan says that he's been playing through the ages solo as two players and having a great time. Good, good. Bev says, are you saying you won't play 18 Cthulhu if I design it? Yes, I will play 18 Cthulhu, but I will probably be whining the whole time. It's the MO of HC making complex games look like fun and accessible. Yeah, yes. Um, how, do I th how do I think TTA is in terms of meanness, especially as two player? <laughs> it's not really, you know, I mean... If, as, I guess, you know, like, one person beating up on the other for the, their, um, armies and wars and stuff, I suppose, but as long as you keep up with your armies and everything, it's really not mean. It's just very in-depth. Is that 1822 a new 18XX? Call me Sherlock, would ya? <laughs> that is actually the Golden Elephant winner from last year. So it's... Yes. Kevin says, I'm huge on co-op games because I have a young family and I'm trying to encourage them to enjoy board games, not just computers. Yeah, and that's, I get that. But just, you know, if, if you're not, if you're not playing, you know, with your family or, or, or whatever, I, like I want my decisions to matter for me. I don't want them to matter for Edward or Matt or Ash or whoever I'm playing with. I want them to matter to me. And sure, that's selfish, but that's why I want to play it. I don't want to play it for all of us to win. No, I want to win. I think the TTA app comes out this week. Is that of any interest to you? Asks Ian. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I would play that in a heartbeat. Yes. Mag says, would mini rails make my thinky filler list? Yes, absolutely it would. That game is really good and is definitely a thinky filler on our, you know, on our scale, I guess, or whatever. But yes, for sure. Any tips or thoughts on how to make mine, me or others who have mental health issues feel more comfortable at a gaming can get together or convention, asks Brian from Slack. Um, I mean, all I know is what works for me. So like I said before, a lot of, you know, disappearing into the bathroom <laughs> to play on your phone or meditate or do, you know, even just listening to some affirmations can, it's amazing. It can, you know, it can really help. Um. I can't really speak for a gaming get-together or 
um, playing games at conventions because, you know, if I'm in a mentally bad place, like I talked before, I just can't, you know. So if I'm not doing well mentally, I just I just can't do it. So that means that if I'm there and I'm playing a game, it means I'm in a good spot and I'm happy. Um, Matias said, oh, I just made a get, made an S and pick up for many rails since last playthrough. Good, good. Nick says, I keep up with the chat so much better than Edward. It's because I'm not as long-winded. Kevin says, I have yet to play it single, just played it for the first time on Sunday. Good. Yeah, definitely played. He was talking about Terraforming Mars earlier. And yeah, that, well, can, that one can be play, played solo. I haven't done it, but. Dave says, do I like to turn up to board game sessions where they are so disorganized that they don't even know what they're going to play? No. Um, my least favorite game is the what are we going to play game, which can last all freaking session and new i would much rather know what i'm going to play going in at least the first game if i don't know the second game that's fine or whatever but i want to be there and thinking about what we're going to play that's why we have a shelf that is a bunch of games that everybody in our game group wants to play so if we ever start playing the what game do you want to play game we go to that shelf mira says that reminds me I still need to do pre-order mini rails uh-huh yes yes you do ma'am Ian says, do I have a hit list of what I want to do at Spiel? Not really. Um, I want to meet people, of course. I want to see it. <laughs> and I just kind of, I just want to explore. That's my favorite. One of my favorite things to do is just put my earbuds in, listen to some music or a book or a podcast or something, and just wander um, like Magellan. That's one of my favorite things to do. And yeah, I, it, I can't really do it anymore because people recognize me and stop me and stuff, which is fine. You know, I'm not complaining. Just that one of my favorite things is just kind of blend in with the crowd and just go. David said, you said that if you're in a gaming session, that means you're in a good state. Have you had a bad state come on while you're gaming? If so, how do you handle it? Oh, absolutely. A bad state can come on at any point. Um, how do I deal with it? It depends. If I'm at home, um, I will finish up the game I'm playing and I'll tell Edward that I'm done. Um, and he'll just take over. And that's, you know, that's the agreement that we have. But if we're out, it it's a little bit more difficult. But I will normally just be like, yeah, I'm done. And I'll just, you know, I'll sit behind him while he plays something. Or I will, you know, I'll do something else. Um, but, just, you know, I, I obviously can't go home, can't do anything else. But I will get away or I will just release myself from playing a game. Heather says, what podcast do I listen to? Honestly, I don't listen to as many as I used to. Um, I'm a lot more into YouTube now. <laughs> um, but let's see. Podcasts I listen to, I listen to um, uh, NPR, a politics podcast. I listen to the BBC Morning Commute. That's a really good one. They record it every morning at 7.30 Eastern Time. And so it's a good little half hour snippet of what's going on in the world. I listen to the Rachel Maddow show every day. I listen to um, a lot of Frog Pants Network shows. Scott Johnson is a, I'm a big fan of his. And I listen to Film Sack, which is a podcast about really crappy movies you can watch on, on Netflix. And it's got four hosts and all of them, the, com the combination of the four of them together is really awesome. <laughs> it's really, it's so funny. So that's my morning ritual every Monday morning is I listen to Film Sack because it was released on the Sunday before. Marlon says, Amanda, who's your favorite artist in board games? Ian O'Toole, by far. He's 
amazing. And yet, and no, I'm not just saying that because he's in here. What's my favorite PAX game? Pishva says, um, I want, I think PAX Premier is my favorite because PAX Ren, I still don't understand. And, um, PAX Perfuriana, I haven't played it enough really. And I really haven't played PAX Premier enough either to say one way for sure the other, but that one I know I latched onto a little bit more. Seth says, late to the game, how is Edward? Um, he was better, but then he overextended himself again yesterday. So he's a, he's coughing more and a little bit more, a little bit more down. So he is on Amanda's orders to chill out today. If he's watching, chill out. Pacman says, I recently just found your podcast and I've been watching some of the older game playthroughs. Have you guys played Zulkin or have any good feelings about it? Because I don't see it on your YouTube channel. We just haven't played it yet. We, um, yeah, we love Zulkin. We've had it since it came out and, um, we recently, it was funny. It's just amazing how you change because when we first played it, when it first came out, we thought, oh my God, this is like the hardest game ever. And then we played it recently and we were like, oh yeah, we can do this. This isn't that bad. Nick says, do you enjoy solo gaming? Is that something you find relaxing or therapeutic or no? No. Um, I am not a solo gamer. If I want to play a game solo, I'll play a video game. I don't, I don't, the, um, the idea of just sitting at a, at a table by myself playing a game doesn't, doesn't appeal to me at all. Pacman says, I'm enjoying the content. Good, good. Dave says, how do you distinguish between when a game has interesting opacity and it doesn't just have usefully predictive outcomes that are actually related to what you are doing. I suffer with that because of Pax Ren. That game is so opaque that I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, and that's frustrating. An infamous traffic is kind of like that, I suppose, but I I just latched onto that and really understood it. I do that with Cole's games, apparently. It's another Pax Premier too. <laughs> it... I have to have a little, like, turn the opacity down just a little bit, like 50%, because I gotta, I gotta know what's going on. Kevin says, how did you guys start up this streaming thing? My goals in life are to start up a hobby board game store and stream like you guys do. Oh, good. Um, awesome. So, we always knew that if we could just get Edward in front of a camera, and if we could bring the awesomeness that is a heavy cardboard game day to everyone else, that we would be golden. And so... What we did was we had an old video camera. We took it and we kind of haphazardly set it up in the basement on this crappy little tripod and started streaming. The first game we streamed was Lisboa and it just went from there. I don't know why anybody listened to that thing or watched it. It was awful. It just kind of ran from there. So then we got a couple more cameras. Then we got better cameras. Then we got lapel mics then we got all this and this that and the other thing and then we got lights and then we got the tripod again and the, you know just we we it just kind of ramped up and now all of a sudden I'm sitting here in a studio that we made out of my old office and I'm on a very expensive microphone and we have mixers and cameras everywhere and lights everywhere and it's it just it organically grew really quickly Hi, Tony Boydell. He says, apologies, this was already asked, but how did you and Edward get together? What's your romantic story? It's not really romantic. Um, one of my friends had broken up with his girlfriend, and so uh, he and I and one of my, my best friend at the time, um, we all went to a club. And um, my friend 
loves techno music. Well, she did. I don't know if she still does, but um, so she requested a techno song. And so we were on the floor dancing and she's beautiful, has just, she's just beautiful. And anytime we went anywhere, it was always her that people gravitated to and I never got any attention. So this guy was watching and I just knew he was watching Andrea and I thought, oh my gosh, she's really hot. And I just, every time I would dance, I'd look over and he was still watching me. And then I thought, oh man, he's with Edward. He's, he's with, he's going to try to go for Andrea. They all do. Next thing I know, he's dancing with me and I was completely freaked out, did not know what to do. So I kept looking down because I didn't want to look up at him. And he finally, I had about shoulder length hair. He put his hand behind my head and pulled my hair back so that I had to look up at him. And I was like, okay, whoa. Um, so that made an impression. And then um, after the song was over, he bought me a drink and we went into another part of the club where we could talk and we were talking politics in about 10 minutes and then we went to Waffle House after the club closed with Andrea and Joel and that was Joel was my friend that got broken up with and um we were at a stoplight or stop sign because he drove with me and Andrea and Joel drove together to Waffle House and we were uh, he leaned over and he kissed me and I drove into a ditch if that gives you any indication and I heard that guttural laugh for the first time and I knew <laughs> and I went home and I told my mom I said I met somebody and we went out for a date the next day and we've never left each other uh, okay Ooh, my favorite board game app says David um honestly BG stats because <laughs> that game's awesome I don't know um I don't really I guess Star Realms would probably be the one that um, like of a game, you know, um, Ian says, besides an infamous traffic, what other games have just clicked for me? Actually a prototype that we just played called the cost. Just boom. I knew how to play it immediately. Um, hmm, I can't really think of anything else right off the top of my head. I'm really bad at off the top of my head. So sorry guys. Dave said for what it's worth, I asked because there've been consistently or occasionally some winsome games where we couldn't decide if a game was interesting. We didn't see the decision points or if, yeah. Um, I just, about the battle opacity, I have, yeah, there has to be at least a little bit, if not right when I play it, at least a little bit after, because if I don't know what I'm doing at all the whole time, it's just not fun for me. Um, Bill says, I know this is heavy cardboard, but do you personally ever play not heavy games? Absolutely. We, we have this bad stigma that we don't play anything but Arkwright every day, and we play little games, we play lighter games, we play party games. I mean, we play everything. Play what you like. I mean, it's, that's the whole point of this. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. We play little games. Red Dragon Inn is awesome. Kevin says, do you have a tech or do you take care of it? Like for the mics and tech boards? Um, Matt actually does. He takes care of the mixers and everything. He, um, is very into audio, audio visual stuff. So he is the main man when it comes to like, uh, trying to figure out when stuff is messed up or whatever. He'll do that. Um, Edward built the computer that we that we're using. Um, I have um, a lot of certifications in computer stuff, but I don't do it anymore, so it's kind of fallen out of my head. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I can 
I've had a computer of some sort or another since I was about five years old. So I've been programming my whole life, my whole life and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm, I can, I can do it if I need to, but there's other people that can do it better. So I'd rather them do it. Um, Seth said, just watched Rado run through Klondike. Seems very thinking. Want for my collection. How, do you play either Red Raven games? I don't know what that is. If you listen to the show, you know that I don't research games. I just play whatever's in front of me, so I have no idea. How do you deal with a slow player at the table? Ridicule? Um, no. <laughs> we, you just, you just kind of have to deal with it. Unless you know them, then you can kind of egg them on and tell them to come on. But if it's somebody you've never met before, I don't feel comfortable saying anything to them other than just letting them be slow. Uh, Bobby says, Ed and Amanda are a natural power couple. They are definitely, are definitely two halves of a whole. Yeah. There we are. Are you always comfortable with how HC is everywhere you look now? Eh, kinda. I mean, it's obviously amazing, but it's still a little weird. I mean, a logo I designed is on game boxes. Like, what? You know, and like carved into awards for people. It just, that's a little mind blowing and weird. Like, I never would have imagined that when I was sitting in front of my computer making that. Ian says, is Asher your first greyhound? Have you always had dogs? Asher's my first dog. Um, growing up, I wasn't allowed to have pets. So, um, yeah, Asher's my first doggy, And yeah, he's my first greyhound. And they're definitely like chips. You know, they say you can't have just one. So <laughs> we wanted another one for him, but he's been a, an alone greyhound for, you know, as long as we've had him, we've had him for eight years. So it just, he doesn't do well with other dogs. I feel like he's afraid that they're going to steal our attention away from him. So we'll wait. Mike J asks, who does the music for your show? Um, it is Ronald Jenkins. He does a lot of, um, he just does keyboard work with a lot of, you know, synth and stuff. And Edward's always loved his music. And so whenever they were going to do a show, um, when he and Tony were going to do a show, he knew that he wanted Ronald Jenkins' music to be the intro. So he purchased the the rights to have his whole album of dysfunctionized, what it, Disorganized Fun is the name of the album. And that's actually the name of the song that is in the intro and outro. Every All the music clips that are in the middle um, are different songs from that album that I've just listened to and, and taken snippets out of, of pieces of it that I liked. Will says, how did Davis get his name? You may have covered this before, but I've never heard. He, um, okay, so in 18xx games, the priority deal marker, which means you're the first player, is an elephant. And that started in, I don't remember what 18, 18xx game Bobby might be able to say. Um, and so we knew that we wanted the logo to have an elephant in it. And so that's where that came from. So we, Tony actually found the clip art. There's this awesome little elephant just chilling. And so we decided to name him Davis because, because of the connection with railroads. My grandfather worked on railroads. Um, he was the, like he would fix, you know, he'd fix the rail and he'd fix the trains and stuff. And um, so his last name's Davis. And so we thought that would be cool to have kind of a familial aspect to it and we thought it you know it's easy name to say davis elephant sounds good to me 
Bev says, I thought I had a guillot gu the guillotine for AP enforcement. No, <laughs> I don't. Kevin says, is there a specific day that you stream board games and what's your next game? Not really. We, we main, we can, we, you know, we stream pretty much any time. I'm off on Wednesdays, so that's how, how I'm able to do this today. Um, but normally, you know, we'll do like Friday, Saturday, but we'll do any day really. And our next game, if, as long as Edward's up to it is, um, cave versus cave. And I think we're going to do that on Friday afternoon. I'm sorry, Friday evening after I get home from work. And then on Sunday, on Saturday, we're supposed to do, um, the Sicily map for each of Steam. Geo says, when are you getting an actual elephant as a pet? I wish. They're so cute. Especially the baby ones whenever they flop down and lay in the people's lap. Oh my gosh. Mira says, what's my favorite ice cream? Um, vanilla Swiss almond Hawken Doss is my all-time favorite ice cream. Um, but the sea salt caramel Tillamook ice cream is amazing. And no, it's not a Mandel. Brad. Oh, it was 1853. Oh, thanks. Hey, Cal. Yeah, okay. 1853 was the game that Davis was introduced, or uh, the elephant <laughs> for priority deal was introduced, because I think it was like an Africa map or something. Is that right, guys? All right, so we're kind of at a lull, so let's do another couple questions that we got before. So from Reddit, um, Mark and Ninny says, what style game do you prefer that Edward doesn't? We've talked about deck builders already. Let's see. We hear a lot from Edward on his vision of the podcast and YouTube channel. What do you want to see for its direction? Um, the same. I want heavy cardboard to be the thing that employs both Edward and I, um, that we can do full time. He is, he's obviously a lot closer, um, than I am. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a while before I would be able to, um, but I don't hate my job. I love my job. So that makes it easier for me to go to work and leave Edward to, for him to work th on this. But it's still, it's still hard some days. I just want to be at home and I want to be working on content and I want to be making things better and I want to be learning stuff and, and, you know, and whatever, but it's, you gotta do what you gotta do. Would heavy cardboard ever consider Virgin Queen or is it simply too long? We would probably Absolutely, um, but we will probably do it in, in um, like parts, you know, part one, part two, part three, whatever. I'm looking forward to seeing you. It doesn't as well as you. Thank you. All right, there you go. Yep, it's the number of patrons we have currently. I don't know if we updated that today. Is that right? Is the number right, Rob? <laughs> have I played Teach You yet? Says JPPBKM on Reddit. No. Um, do you need me to send you a copy? Sure, I think we have one, but eh, never played it. Name withheld says name withheld. Ooh, that sounds like an awesome approach. Hope that happens someday. Me too. Brad says, where do you most want to travel to, or a better way to put it, where do you hope a patron lives where you can use twenty five hundred a month? <laughs> well, um, when we picked our first heavy cardboard comes to you I was hoping for Sweden and we got it so I don't know um maybe Australia or you know North Little Rock Arkansas would be good too happy Mr. Dave says do you think crowdfunding encourages designers to make more interesting risks or do you think it makes them just pander to known money-making practices both um I feel like it 
it I don't know that it really allows people to just do whatever they want to do anymore. I feel like you have to have minis or you have to have X, Y, or Z in order to be successful. And that kind of sucks because it completely takes away what Kickstarter was for, I feel like. Volacon says, hey, what happened to the whistle stop stream? Edward got sick, then I got sick, then Edward got sick again. So we'll have to put that on hold for now. Ian says, are you guys going to be based at the WG, uh, watch your game booth at Spiel again? No, we're actually going to be at the ADC Blackfire booth. We have a table and our graphic is going to be up on the wall and everything. We have a meeting space, so it's a little bit more, that's going to be more of our home base. Like we can have, we could do interviews and stuff in the meeting space. So I'm pretty excited. Um, what does the Glory to Rome tracker mean? Uh, okay, so in the game Glory to Rome, Rome will demand things. And if you don't have what Rome demands, you say Glory to Rome, which is a nice way of saying, um, go have fun with yourself. So, um, <laughs> that tracker is anytime anybody has said glory to Rome on the show. That one giant one in the middle, right there, is for Comcast because we were doing the Founders of Gloomhaven live stream, streaming to hundreds of people and our internet went down. So yeah, they got a big one. Big one right there. So yeah, we just mark it off. Uh, have I, Pizza Tigrant? Have you played, have you guys played City Real Confluence yet? I know it was on your games you plan to play for Gen Con. Is it possible you could do a teach and play through? Yeah, um, we got, we have it. We just haven't played it yet. Edward being sick and then me being sick has kind of just made everything kind of have to, yeah, I don't know. Um, kind of put things on the back burner a little bit for a while because that's the sickest he's been in a long time and allergies are killing me. Um, so I'm sure we'll do something. I'm sure we'll do a live stream of it later, just not anytime soon because we haven't played it at all. Ian says, make sure they don't sell the last copy of Call Mala before I get to the Blackfire booth. Okay. <laughs> I'll sit on it. Vala says, what did you guys think of Spirit Island after Gen Con? Um, I think Edward spoke about this on his Ask the Elephant, but I, I don't know because I don't do that, but... Um, you can listen to that one to get his thoughts. David says, brilliant show. Well done, A&E. Thank you. Love your approach to teaching and reviewing. Out of interest, if you can say, what other board game shows do you guys enjoy? Um, Punching Cardboard, for sure. Um, low Player Count, Brawling Brothers. Those are our, those are papes. Um, as for people on YouTube, um, no pun intended. We enjoy Shut Up and Sit Down. So yeah, those are some good ones. Mike J says, what are my favorite sports teams? Uh, football, go Cowboys. Grew up in Texas, gotta be Cowboys. Um, hockey is the Canucks. Our best friend lives in Vancouver. Um, soccer, couldn't care less. Hockey, already said. Baseball's the Reds. Uh... I, I like all sports though, so I'll pretty I'll watch anything, um, just except soccer, <laughs> unless it's like for the World Cup or the Olympics or something. It just is boring to me. Sean says, "What would you say or recommend to someone who has never played an 18xx game? Watch our 1846 playthrough and get get that game. Watch our playthrough, 
and and um, maybe maybe a couple of times, but that's a very good entry level 18xx game for sure. Lala says, I'm choosing between Antiquity Reprint and TGZ for my next and last heavy game for a while. My group plays Terra Mystica, FCM, etc., but I'm afraid Antiquity is too heavy, long, or opaque. Um, if you guys play FCM, I don't think it would be, honestly. Um, but The Great Zimbabwe is one of my favorites as well. But if I had to choose between Antiquity and The Great Zimbabwe, I would choose Antiquity in a heartbeat. Yeah, Antiqu I, would, I would go with Antiquity. Um... What is the difference between 1846 and 1830? Um, well, 1830 has a bit of a map that is, if you don't play it right, it can hurt you bad. Um, so 1846 doesn't really have any of that, but I like 1830. Edward doesn't, um, <laughs> about 16 years. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> but but I would just between the two I would say 1846 I understand if you have 1830 um, I mean play it by all means for sure um, but there's I mean there's obviously a playthrough for 1846 so I would choose that just so just because you have a good way to learn it um, on, from Reddit are there any games that after you reviewed it you got more plays and your viewpoints have changed in some meaningful way Panthelos is the one that comes to mind. I don't know if we just played it too much or what, but um, I don't enjoy the game as much as I did when we reviewed it. And back when Edward and Tony reviewed Panamax, um, we played that one, and the more that we thought about it, me especially and Edward both, the more that we thought about it and the more that we played it the less we liked it so pantalos and panamax i think would be the two that come to mind brb buying something <laughs> after mr dave says 1830 is a terrific game it can be difficult to learn the game from the rule book alone the rules are infamously hard to use for both editions of the game yes i would agree with that Dan says, 1830 has a 2D stock chart and companies get full money when they float. 1846 is a 1D stock chart and companies get money when they sell shares. So basically what that means is whenever you float a company in 1830, you get your whole bank. You get every single worth, whatever all the shares are worth, you get all of that money. In 1846, you don't. You have to, whenever you sell a share, you get the money. So that can be a little bit more difficult as well, but I like that better. Ian says, do I know anything about AI, the new Apollo and Nuno game that started to appear? Unfortunately, no. I wish. AKA Skywolf, just stopping by to hug you all, but unfortunately cannot watch further. Much love. Much love to you too. Thank you. Favorite one versus mini game. Hmm. I don't know. I have to think about that. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it is interesting that they're doing a sci-fi theme. Um, but I mean, I mean, anything that they design I'm going to play because they pretty much rock it, except for Panamax, bitch. Okay, and there was another question from Reddit that came after I um, made my cheat sheet here, so let me see. Okay, it's a long one. Basically, he likes listening to their podcast, but he feels that we consistently underweight games with respect to at least himself and BGG weights. He traditionally averages our scores to get a good idea of the game. 
Oh, that kind of one verse. Okay, I'll get back to it in a second. Um, along the same, okay, wait. I'm curious if you're using a different scale than what m people would traditionally call weight, i.e., this is the game, weight of the game that for someone who regularly plays heavy games and not necessarily the weight of the game for the average person in the hobby. Along with the same vein, do you think your weightings can be skewed because of the large number of medium heavy to heavy games you play in review? Absolutely. Um, whenever you play, you know, an extraordinarily difficult game and then you go and play whatever, morels, you're not going to be able to weigh it the same. I mean, because you're skewed one way or the other. He feels that we should play more games on the lesser end, or not the lesser end, on the less complexity side to, to kind of even out our game weights. But I don't, I honestly don't think that that would work because we're already kind of wired towards heavy. So we could play nothing but light games and still weigh them the same way, in my opinion. Have you considered bringing in someone who prefers Uwe Rosenberg's newer edition sandbox games over his older, more cutthroat games for reviews of his games? Um, no, I mean, this is our show and that's how we feel about Uva's games. We like his older ones better. So I don't feel the need to bring another voice on strictly for that or strictly to, for something else. I don't feel that that's necessary. Okay, so one versus many is like deduction kind of, I guess. I hate those games. I suck at them and I hate them. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure they're fantastic games for other people, but I just, I'm terrible. Terrible. So I don't like them. Have you, have we played a Brazil prototype at all? No. Sad face. Vala says, oh yes, I remember my main question now. I played TGZ and enjoyed it. Not like, not love, like Mystica. However, would TGZ be competing for table time as founders? Or would founders feel the same itch? <coughs> I don't think it would feel the same itch. It's similar, um, but they're still two very different games. I would... Um, I mean, you know, you can get The Great Zimbabwe now, so you might as well. And then Founders, you can pick up whenever it's published later. But they're both really good games. But I don't feel like one replaces the other at all. Did Talon ever hit the table? I know Edward liked Visby. No, not not to my knowledge. It hasn't. Um, Pisa says, it's more a hidden trader type one versus many. But in most games, the trader gets caught early on and then is forced to make deals with players who are losing. And yeah, I just... I don't like social deduction type. Like, I don't like coup. I don't like letters from Whitechapel. I don't like, I just don't like games like that because I'm not good at them. Pizza says, what is my favorite lesser known game? His is either Advanced Civilization or Solium Infernum. Hmm. My favorite lesser known game. Craftsman. Yes, Craftsman. That game needs wider distribution, in my opinion. Exactly, Mark. I just, he, he totally agrees on social deduction. He just can't figure people out that way. I'm the exact same way. I just, I, my brain just doesn't work that way. And I can't, you know, I just can't figure people out like that. I just, I'm not good at it. Which is fine. People are allowed to not be perfect at everything. All right. From Twitter, we got the from Simon Blake. He says, how has reviewing games changed my gaming life? It's made me play 
more games more often and the same game more instead of a constant rotation of different games every single time like before we before the show started we would play a game maybe once and then go on to something else but this forces us to play the game multiple times Jim says, most memorable board gaming victory or light bulb moment when you flip from someone who likes games to a heavy gamer. I don't really know. Um, I can't really answer it because it was just kind of an organic thing. It was, you know, I don't remember having one light bulb moment where I was like, yes, you know, I remember my first play of Dominant Species. I remember my first play of an 18xx. I think it was Bobby. Do you remember? I can't, I think... It was, um, it was one of Charlie's games. I can't remember, but, um, yeah, it, it, I, I just, I remember playing them and I remember liking them, but I don't remember like a light bulb moment or a switch being flipped or anything like that. Heather says, what's a good entry level train game? Non 18 XX. Let's see. Um, an Age of Steam map would be good. Um, I also think Steam Over Holland is a good train game, but once you've played an 18xx game, you don't need Steam Over Holland anymore. Oh, Dan says Paris Connection, Chicago Express. Yeah, I would say those as well. In Union Pacific. Yeah, good job, Kat. Pisa says the main problem with Solium Infernum was the designer decided to make it a video game when it's 100% a board game. Ah, that's no good. No, Bobby, the um, 18xx game that I played, the, the very, it was me, I think you were there, it was Chad, Charlie, Tony, I remember Jess came and was like adding up all the scores at the end, <laughs> and Tony hated it, by the way, let me say that, that was one of his first 18, plays of 18xx and he hated it, which is funny now. Sean says, have you seen the new advisor art for Founders of Gloomhaven? Looks pretty good. Can't wait to get my hands on it. I haven't, actually. Ian says, that's pretty rare that doing a show makes you play a game more times. <laughs> it's true that that's what it's done. Reynolds says, me and my girlfriend love playing two-player games not made for only two, such as Terraforming Mars or even Lahav. Any recommendation for a non-two-player game that fits perfect for a long one on one game? I love your channel. I am a French living in the UK, and your channel is just great. Thank you. Um... Let's see, a game that plays, Castles of Burgundy plays really good too. Um, that would be my first thought. Arkwright surprisingly plays really good too as well. Yeah, it was before we played AL, yeah. Um, I want to say it was 1830, no, it was not 1830. I can't remember. Um, oh yeah, Madeira is really good too. Ian, good call. Yeah, Edward and I actually played that on the live stream and it was really good. It was, it was a lot... It was a lot better than I was expecting, for sure. Well, bye, Brad. Sean says, speaking of Arkwright, when is that live stream going to happen? Hopefully before Essen, but with Edward being sick, that really threw a kink in everything. Um, okay, so Jim says, what's it like sharing a full-time hobby job with your partner? Do you need me time? Edward is my partner, my husband, my co-host, my best friend, the other half, everything. Um, we can spend 24 hours a day together and be fine. But there are definitely times when one of us is grumpy or I'm having a bad day or or we're hungry <laughs> or something. <coughs> um, yeah, there are definitely times we need a break from each other. And we've gotten very good at telling each other that and each other being okay with that 
and just going our separate ways for a little while. Then we'll come back together later. So yeah, we for sure know that. Um, Jean Tech says, clarification on weight. Is it a function of number of player options, options that multiply into other options, a high degree of control over future choices? Like chess, for example, is that heavy? It's, to me, heavy is a game that you have to take into consideration everything. The past, the future, what your opponents are doing. You have to, you have to think about every single, every single possible thing that could happen, has happened, or will happen. That is what determines the weight for me. Number of players doesn't matter. Um, oh, Edward just says Arkwright will happen during the patron drive, which he's not supposed to be watching. So guess he decided to. Our scythe and food chain magnate good for two. Could you repeat your recommended Madeira and did not hear? Sorry. Oh, um, I don't know about scythe, to be honest. Food chain would be good for sure. Um, could I, I, so, um, I would recommend Madeira to players. Edward and I played it on, on a live stream actually too, and it moved a lot faster than I was expecting it to. And it was, it was good too. It was a lot. I was, well, I was a little concerned, but played great. Um, okay. I on Twitter asked for me to explain my current planner solution. She wants to know if I found planner piece. No, um. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I'm currently in, I'm going to show the camera. I'm currently in an A5 Filofax Malden, which is gorgeous and pretty and purple. And um, Edward bought it for me as a surprise. I'm um, currently using um, printables from an Etsy shop called Annie Plans Printables. Um, and just, you know, using my stickers and stuff. Um, so this is what I'm, it's a, every day has its own page. Um, and it can, I just, it, if it's not pretty, I'm not going to use it. So it has to be pretty and cute. And, um, I'm definitely, I feel a lot more organized, um, whenever I actually have a planner that I will use and like, um, so yeah. Um, that's, I don't know if I've found planner piece yet. I don't know if that's going to be a thing I will ever find, but I am very happy in my Malden so far. Uh, Robert says, I believe it was 18 EU. That's it. That's what it was. Good call. Thank you, sir. I knew you'd know. Um, from Facebook, Adam asks, are y'all any closer to doing HC full time? We're working on it. Um, starting September 30th, will be a patron drive to try to boost up our peeps. Um, and try to get to where Edward can do this full time without us having to continue to dip into savings. That would be amazing. Uh, but more info on the drive coming soon. Scythe is boring on all counts, says Matthias. I don't know about that. Uh, Pisa says, what is your opinion on a laptop on tabletop simulator? Is it a good thing that gets people into board games and let people try before they buy? Or is it bad because pirating board games is actually possible now? Um, I won't speak to the pirating part, but I will say that I think it's a good way to learn a game and play games. I mean, if you don't have anybody to play games with, then absolutely, it's amazing for you. Mira says, started looking at the A5 Filofax 2. Not sure about the content, though. Maybe still in Nuna. That's I don't. That's why I have my printables. I don't like the inserts that come with a Filofax. Um, it doesn't give me any anything anywhere near what I need. Um, I'm actually going to... I'm thinking 
about starting a YouTube channel and stuff for planning and opening an Etsy shop and stuff. So I'll let y'all know if that happens, if you or anybody, wives, anything like that. <laughs> Sean says, well, what will be included during the patron drive that you know of now? Lots of live streams, podcasts, giveaways, top six lists. Exactly. Um, it'll be a, a ton of live streams, a bunch of different content, a bunch of um, cool stuff, stuff in the store, you know, different things like that. Um, actually, right now, I figured out yesterday that I could add a donate area um, in the support us and our, uh, I believe it's support us and our sponsors area um, up at the top of the website. And you can give us donations through either just your credit card or through PayPal. So it'll be expansions on that. Oh, Mira says, I think that's a great idea. Good. You might be the only person that watches, but okay, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I mean, I already got the setup. Might as well, right? Um, Mark says, I like Tabletopia as a way to try before buying, but I wouldn't play on there exclusively. I'd much rather play the physical game. I And I agree with that. But again, to my other point, if you have no one else to play games with ever, or your game group is three hours away and you just can't make it, then I see I think, I see that as a great opportunity. Kat says, am I coming to Essen with Edward just this year? Yes, ma'am, I am. I'm very excited. So I'll get to see you and Rob here soon. Next month. Oof. Um, let's see. Gabriel asked on Facebook, what are my five favorite foods to eat? Okay. Edward's Pollo Ciudad. Um, it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, then I love muffins. Like blim and poppy seed muffins are my favorite. Um, I love almonds, weirdly enough. Like, they're delicious. I can just eat, like, handfuls and handfuls at a time. I love enchiladas. Um, grew up in Texas, so not missing enchiladas. And, um, we used to make this all the time. We, we don't anymore. But it was this, it was, it's a Giada de Laurentiis recipe. And it was, she made it with figs, I think, but we make it with dried peaches. No, dried apricots. And you soak those, reconstitute them in some um, water and sugar, and then put, and then um, let those like for like 15 minutes. And then you grind those up with toasted walnuts or almonds or whatever, and put that on a piece of, a toasted piece of crostini with a piece of goat cheese and apple. Oh my God. So good. Reynolds says, what is my top five of all time heavy board game? Do you guys, do, I think he, what he means are, are we friends with Z, Tom Vassell, and so on? Say hey to my husband. He's cool too. Okay. <laughs> Hello, husband. Yeah, we're friends with Tom and Z and, and everybody. Um, yeah, for sure. Geo says, do you like fish near a reef? Would you like to encounter them? No. <laughs> this thing has become like much bigger than I ever thought it would be like I yeah I hate reef encounter but it's the shtick is fun <laughs> um pizza says yeah I don't have anyone in my area willing to play board games so TTS allowed me to form my own virtual game group uh, yeah exactly happy Mr. Dave says now I want a muffin G thanks <laughs> sorry and uh, Gabriel also asked, what is my favorite place to visit and what place would I like to go but haven't? I have three places that I consider home. I consider Texas home. 
I consider Las Vegas home and I consider Denver home. So if I one my favorite place to visit would be Vegas. Um, I mean, it's home. We have friends there that we can see. And I mean, it's Vegas. Come on now. Um, and favorite place to go that I haven't or that I want to go. Okay, Kat says I want to come to Brighton. So obviously Brighton. Um, but like, I want to see the Coliseum. I want to see... I want to see Stonehenge. I want to walk where Jesus walked. I want to see the Eiffel Tower. I want to see the pyramids. I want to see the Sphinx. Like there's so many things that I want to see. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to. Marcus says good evening from Germany. Hello. Uh, Ian says he's got to go. So good. Got to go to bed. See you at Spiel. See you at Spiel. Um, Sean asks, do we ever play any board game maps? We talked about that a little bit ago. Reynold says, will you do a playthrough of Cosmic Encounter? Doubtful, but thanks. Um, let's see. And that's it. That's all the questions I got. So, do I have a Grail game? Asks Matthias. You know, I thought about that the other day, and I thought I... I obviously came up with a really good one because I can't remember it. But yeah, there was one. Well, crap. Now I can't remember. Obviously, it was very important. Or, you know, I'm dippy. Bev says, are you ever going to let me take you guys to Philly and get you a cheesesteak without Cheese Whiz? Sure. I'll try one. I only ever had it with Cheese Whiz, but I will try without, I suppose. Tony K says, were you worried about doing this? You shouldn't be. You nailed it. Yeah. I was terrified. <laughs> Thanks. Rob says, what software do you use to create the intro screens for the videos? And what about the audio streams for the podcast? Um, for the intro screens, I use a combination of Adobe After Effects and Adobe Premiere Pro. And, um, for the audio streams I do, or for the podcast, I do Adobe Audition. Um, for the live streams, we use a program called XSplit. Matias says, I'll ask you again in SN. Okay, I'll try to remember by then. <laughs> I feel like a doofus, but no, I don't remember. Do I prefer white or American yellow cheese? American yellow. Yeah. Geo says, you really should do this every now and then. I'll try. David says, thanks for everything you and Edward do, and thanks to you for being open about mental health issues. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. Rob says, I think you said you were self-taught. Any good resources or links for those looking to also learn? Yeah, um, excuse me. Like I said earlier, I've always been around computers or doing something with computers my entire life. Um, I went to college for it, but decided to stop because I... Sadly, I couldn't finish it. I just, I couldn't, the, the field that I was going into, which was CIS, it meant more at the time to have certifications and experience. So I dropped out of college. Um, my major at that time was um, computer science with um, a programming attribute or whatever focus, I guess. Um, and I just wasn't applying myself. I just couldn't, I just didn't do it pretty much basically <laughs> the end. And so I, um, began taking classes at a private little teaching thing. It wasn't a college or anything <coughs> that did certification. So I have, I have probably, I want to say four or five different certifications in computers that, um, that range from hardware and software to 
you know, servers and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so, and I was going to get into it at the company that I worked at at the time. And I was going to try to do computer stuff. And the lovely old man that worked at the, that the company said that it sure was a shame but there was never any way that a woman would be able to do anything computer or IT related at that company. So, um, and I'm not the type to go and, you know, make a big stink or sue or anything like that. So I just basically was like, meh, you know, well, okay, great. So I can't do anything here. So, I mean, maybe later, but I just kind of gave up and so whatever, but now I am kind of glad that I did because I love computers. I love them so much, but what I don't like is troubleshooting them because that is not fun for me at all. So currently I work as a medical biller, which I absolutely adore. So I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with where everything landed, but anyway, that's a whole roundabout way to say I'm really good with software. So I can sit down and just poke around till I learn the piece of software. And that's what I've done basically for everything that we, I do for the show. But I, YouTube is a great resource for tutorials and, and everything like that. So if there's something that you just, that I cannot figure out, I'll just Google it and watch a video or watch it, read a tutorial or something. And that's, that's how I've done it. Let's see. Sasada says, any chance of a list of live streams sometime later on, cameras, PC spec, etc. And we're working on that, so it'll be on our FAQ that we're working on. I'm dead to I'm dead to Bab because I like yellow cheese, sorry. Well, I love you, so. Ian says, did you try Lisboa yet? Um, yeah, we did a review on it. Um, I don't know what, it was episode 80-something or other, I don't remember. Um, but it's on YouTube as well if you would rather listen to it there, but yeah, I... I love Lisboa. I mean, it's awesome. And the art's amazing. I know he's gone, but it's still amazing. <laughs> YouTube is a great resource for live playthroughs of board games as well. Yep. <laughs> Kat says, thank you so much, guys. And thank you. Go, Y'all go have dinner. It's I've been doing this for like an hour and a half. I'm getting a little... <clears throat> yes, I know you're a kid. And I love you too. All right. Well, I'll give a couple more minutes for anybody that has anything, and then I'm going to go eat, because I haven't had anything but a banana. I mean, coffee is its own food group, but... Alright, looks like everybody's got to leave, so... Thank you guys for coming. I really... I really didn't... Whenever I mentioned doing this on Slack... I honestly didn't think anybody would want me to, or I didn't want, I didn't, I figured I might get like two questions and I'd be on here for 10 minutes and be done. So the overwhelming amount of questions and support and everything that I've gotten um, is amazing and makes me feel really good. So thanks my peeps. I will see you guys later. See my slackers in Slack and um yeah, just thank you guys so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the show. Yes. Bye, guys. Have a good rest of your day.